following program was a production of the Fairfax Network, Fairfax County Public Schools. I'm your host, Emily Godfrey. Today's guest is sports enthusiast and author Fred Bowen. Whether your favorite sport is football, baseball, basketball, or soccer, there is something for everyone to enjoy when reading Fred's sports fiction books. In addition to his books, Fred also writes a column in the kids section of the Washington Post newspaper. Fred, welcome to Meet the Author. We're so excited to have you here today. I'm delighted to be here. Can you tell us a little bit about your book series? Well, the book series uh, is, what they do is it combines sports fiction, sports history, and there's always a chapter of sports history at the back. Um, I've done 21 of those books, and uh, they're for kids like 8 to 12 years old, although I have kids uh, almost uh, high school who read the books. Well, we have some kids who have some questions for you. Uh, we have some students from Waynewood Elementary School. They've read a variety of your books and they have some questions. So let's take a look. Hi, my name is Deveus and my question for Mr. Bowen is, did you play any of the sports that you wrote about in your books? My name is Olivia and my question is, what made you decide to write sports novels for kids? My name is Zach and my question was, what inspired you to write your books? Those are some great questions. So let's answer the first one. Um, did you play any of the sports that you write about in your books? Yeah, I played all the sports that I write about in my books. I, I didn't play them particularly well. Um, and I think I sometimes tell kids that it's often the people who aren't really the stars who write the books. Um, you know, somebody like LeBron James is very, very busy being LeBron James. He's not going to reflect upon, well, gee, what's really happening in the game? Whereas uh, somebody who's stuck on a bench, as I often was, um, can sort of observe and say, gee, you know what's really going on here is, uh, uh, you know, something that's a little bit more interesting than just the score of the game. Well, we have some very cute pictures here. Could you tell us maybe a little bit about what's going on? Okay, what's going on <laughs> in the one with uh, me in a baseball uniform, and that is I am uh, there with my brother Rich. Are you the... Are you the I am the little one. The little one. And um, I was actually the bat boy of Rich's team, and I used to do it in just jeans and like a t-shirt, and then the... Uh, um, the wife of the coach, Mr. Upton, took one of the Little League um, uniforms and uh, made it suitable for a six-year-old. And so in that picture, you're looking at the happiest child in the world because I got the uniform that day. And it looked really clean. <laughs> it was wonderful. It was wonderful, and I, I can still remember the feeling and in the first book I ever wrote, TJ's Secret Pitch, you have to name characters, and I named 
the uh, coach of the team, TJ's team, Mr. Upton. Uh, oh. The other uh, picture, which was uh, me jumping in the air to catch a football, I can still remember my father, who liked photography. Um, it was beautiful light, and he said, Freddie, why don't we just go out and I'll throw you, you know, passes. And I leaped into the air, just a happy kid, and I, you can see I have the helmet on and yeah, everything. Yeah, that's an I'm, awesome picture. Right. It's, it, is, it is known in my family, a very big family, as the classic. It is a classic I can see picture. that. Uh, and it's just a kid happy to be playing. Well, that brings me to our next question, which is um, why do you write novels for kids specifically? Well, you know, it's interesting. Sports was very important to me as a kid. And at the time when I started writing the books uh, more than 20 years ago, I was coaching my children. And I could see that, that sports was really important to them, too. And so, and I also could see the, the different characters, the different situations. And so I thought, gee, you know, this, uh, you know, is really important to kids. And actually that gets to the third question. And that was what inspired mm -hmm. me. And I was inspired in a negative way. And that was that I was reading sports books to my son and I didn't think they were very good. And I had done some writing. I had been a movie reviewer. So I knew how to write for a popular audience. And uh, I, uh, I thought, you know, I could write a better sports book than this. And the first one I tried failed, but then I, then I uh, started to write for a younger audience, the 8 to 12 audience, and that felt right. And so 22 books later, uh, here I am. Well, if you have any questions for Fred Bowen, we would love for you to join our conversation. Jot down the information at the bottom of your screen. We welcome your calls. And although your books are fiction, you did mention earlier that you'd add some nonfiction at the very end of your books. Could you talk a little bit more about that? Well, you know, I mean, it's different. Uh, I, I actually, uh, I try to weave in the, the history a little bit into the, uh, the book and then explain the history uh, in the back. Uh, for example, my latest book is called Outside Shot. And it's about a kid who defines himself as a shooter in basketball. He's the guy who, you know, shoots the ball into the, uh, the hoop. And um, one of the things in the book is that nobody's just a shooter. In other words, that it's uh, Stephen Curry, who's a fabulous player, passes very well. Uh, he, he's near the top of the league and steals. He does different things for his uh, team. And, and one of the the points of the, the book is not to define yourself so narrowly. You can do a lot of different things to help your team. And so in the back of the book, the history part of it, is talking about great shooters during uh, uh, the history of the NBA, also about the guy who invented the jump shot, who, who was just playing with an older brother who was taller, and therefore he was trying to figure out a way to shoot the ball over his taller brother. And I thought all kids could understand that. That's like ultimate problem solving. Right, exactly. <laughs> In other words, this, and, and now it completely changed the game. And so, uh, uh, because in the old days they used to just, you know, take set shots, and things like that, so. That's fascinating. Yeah, well, sports is fascinating. Yeah. Well, we have a phone call from Waynewood Elementary School, a student who has a question for you. So, caller, what is your name and what is your question for Mr. Bowen? 
Hi, caller. What's your name and your question? Um, my name is Alexandra, and my question for Mr. Bowen is... My name is Alexandra, <laughs> and... Hey, Alexandra. What's your question? How long... <laughs> how long what? How long does it take you to write one of your books? All right. Uh, yeah, I get that question quite a bit. Um, I usually say it takes about six months from the time that I start to to write a, uh, or put in into my notebooks uh, what the book is going to be about until I have a really good first draft. Um, I don't write all the time, and I use notebooks a lot. When I go into uh, schools and talk about the writing process, I show the kids my notebooks, and they usually say, oh, those are a mess. And I say, that's right. <laughs> You know, in other words, it starts off very, very messy, uh, and that's actually the fun part, kind of thinking up the story. And lots of cross-outs, and, you know, I, I go back to it and, and uh, write up something else. But uh, um, it, takes, it takes a while. Uh, so I, I usually say about six months, although some books have been um, faster. My book, Perfect Game, it uh, took me 13 years to write because I put it away for a while. I, I didn't, I, I wasn't able to write it. Well, I'd like to hear more about your research process when you do um, include information about the sports or sure. any sort of details. Could you talk a little bit about how you do that? Well, you know, one of the things, uh, like all authors, I'm a big reader. And I've been reading um, sports books, history books, novels, um, since I was in grade school. Uh, and uh, in fact, there were certain times in my life where I would read 100 books a year. And so I've been really, as a friend of mine once said, I have been researching uh, my subject matter for over 50 years. And, it's, um, and so lots of times, some of the uh, information that I put in the books, I already knew. But then you have to go back and you have to you know, check whether your memory and what you thought was right is actually true against, uh, and so that takes uh, some more research. But the research uh, part is fun because there's lots of stories um, that you sort of just stumble upon. And it's, uh, uh, you think, oh, that's, that's great. I'll have, to, uh, I'll have to include that in the book. Well, we have another phone call. Caller, what is your name and what is your question for Mr. Bowen? Hi, caller. What's your name? Um, my name is Seth Thompson, and my question is, which of your books is your favorite? <laughs> yeah, uh, which, uh, I get that question, and I have three ways, or a couple of ways to answer it. One is I'm proud of all the books. Um, I, once it was just about a year or so ago, I got three letters from three different parts of the country, and the kids all said that they liked different books. So there isn't just one book that the kids say, oh, well, you know, Perfect Game is terrific, and eh, the rest of them aren't so great. Uh, <laughs> they seem to like a lot of the books, or they seem to like all the books. The other way I answer that question is that um, there was a famous writer who I think had something like 60 books, and they asked him what his favorite one was, and he said the next one. He said, the next one I'm going to get perfect. It's an optimist boy. Right. And, <laughs> um, and so you're always sort of more interested. I think 
actually there's a, a misconception about writers that writers think about their the books they've written I don't think about the books I've written at all I'm always thinking about the books I want to write and uh, the ones that are out there uh, I'm very proud of and now I, I always tell the kids they're not my books anymore they're your books you now can read them and enjoy them I'm gonna go on and write more books do you ever have any characters that you just can't let go of you know it's funny I had kids who uh, kids will ask me to write sequels of uh, certain characters I've never done it um, I like certain characters uh, but uh, I also want to make up other ones mm -hmm. so uh, no I haven't really felt like I want to hang on to a character well in reading Fred's books I never realized how many baseball idioms we use on a daily basis for students who are not familiar with idioms here's a definition an idiom is a word used in a way that is different from its usual or dictionary meaning here's an example the idiom hold your tongue doesn't mean grab your tongue and hold it it means to be quiet we're going to play a game called Fun with Baseball Idioms. Right. I'm going to give you the idiom and you give me the actual meaning. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, here's the first idiom. It's touch base. Well, touch base in baseball means to touch the base as you're going around the bases, but uh, touching base with somebody means to call them up or get in touch with them. Excellent. All right, here's the next one. Went to bat. Well, um, if you go to bat for somebody, uh, that means you're sort of, you support them in some way. Uh, yeah, or try to help them out. Uh, if uh, you might uh, go to bat for them by writing them a recommendation or something like that. All right, how about ballpark figure? Well, that's an interesting one because, uh, you know, the ballpark figure is just sort of kind of how many people are in the ballpark, a general estimate. Uh, in other words, lots of times the, uh, you'll be sitting at a game and, uh, you know, one of the guys I go with says, how many people you think are here today? And we'll take a guess and, you know, who comes closest. And here's our last one. Hit a home run or knocked it out of the park? Well, that's one, it's something that you do perfectly. You know, in other words, uh, if you knock a test out of the park, you, you got them all right. I was going to just say that you knocked it out of the park. Well, that, I, I get those idioms lots of times when people review my books. Uh, they, that makes they sense. They insist on uh, uh, that, which I expect. Actually, it's, it's another um, example of how sports contributes to the culture. There's so much that we don't think of as sports, but, uh, uh, well, for example, whenever there's uh, you know, a political race, somebody will say, well, they're just covering it like a horse race. Mm. Well, what does that mean? Well, that's, yeah, that's a sport, you know, and it's just sort of like it's, uh, you know, who wins, who doesn't, mm -hmm. uh, that kind of thing. Well, speaking of idioms, what is a bad call? A bad call is, uh, you know, when the umpire gets it uh, wrong, although I am, I'm a real believer that one of the great lessons in youth sports for kids is to learn how to take bad calls and to uh, move on from there. In other words, the umpire may make a mistake, but okay, let's forget about that and move on. Do the best you can from there. Um, I've written several columns on I do not like instant replay because it gives kids the message that, oh, everything has to be perfect. 
mm -hmm. you know what? Things aren't going to be perfect. You're going to have to deal with imperfection, you know, in your classroom, um, on your jobs, in sports, everything. All over life. You, <laughs> you got it. The time that I hear kids talk about bad calls is often in reference to being assigned a writing project. Yes, uh, they don't uh, necessarily want to do that. Although, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be at the Gaithersburg uh, Book Festival and I'm going to do a thing on sports journaling and how um, what kids really should do for writing projects is maybe write about their own teams or write about the teams they're following. Um, you know, why should the sports writers have all the fun? And I actually wrote a book like, uh, that was uh, in journal form called uh, Quarterback Season. And it's... Uh, it's another one of the books that I like. Well, students in Allison Bauer's sixth grade class read some of Fred's books and then created an Instagram photo that encapsulated what the story was about. They used the hashtag for the book's theme. Let's take a look. Hi, my name is Deveas, and my book is Dugout Rivals. My hashtag is Game Changer because when Adam goes into the team, it changes how Jake is feeling. I read Outside Shot, and the reason I chose this book was because I usually read realistic fiction books. I thought I'd try this because it's a sports book and I usually don't read that. And also, I don't really like basketball that much, so I thought if I read it, maybe I would change my mind a bit, and I think I did. And my um, hashtags were hashtag teamwork, hashtag part of a team, hashtag never give up, and hashtag practice makes perfect. Hi, my name is Sadie May. The book I read was Perfect Game. This book is about a boy named Isaac who learned that being perfect isn't what you need to be. It's about trying your hardest. My hashtag was try your hardest because Isaac in the end finds out that practice doesn't always make perfect. It's how hard you try. My name is Zach and I ride double reverse. I decided it would be better if I started to learn more about football. My picture was about a football player running by and my hashtag was done right. Hi, my name is Matt. The book I read was Soccer Team Upset. In the book, Tyler is on a soccer team and they lose their best player, Zach, and he has to adapt to his new surroundings at Stryker. That's why I put Charles Darwin, as you can see right there. When they go to the playoffs, Zach and Tyler face and Tyler wins. As this is Zach, he says Tyler is getting good because he has to adapt and he gets better as on the team. My name is Monica and I read Dugout Rivals. I've never really read sports books before, but I thought it was a really good book. I usually read a lot of realistic fiction books and I found some similarities between those two. My hashtag is baseball is a team effort because like all sports, it's not just one person that's doing it, it's the whole team. Wow, Fred, I think you got some new fans there. Well, it, it was great how the kids really got the, uh, the message of the book. Um, you know, I love the Charles Darwin one. I, I, yes. Maybe I should have uh, 
use the name Darwin in it or something. Uh, but uh, it was really, uh, that was really encouraging because I think that, uh, I try to do two th or three things in the book. I try to tell a good story. I try to weave in history. And I sometimes say to people, don't tell anybody. But I, I also try to get in a, a message so that, for example, the book dug out rivals. They, you know, the message is really about jealousy and how, you know, one of the characters, oh, I thought I was going to be the best player on the team, and now somebody else is. Now, how do I deal with that? So there's always something else going on other than just, uh, you know, who wins and who loses. Well, we have another phone call. Caller, what is your name and what is your question? Hi, my name is Gavin, and I want to know what Fred Bowen's plans for his next book is. Oh. Um, thanks for asking, Gavin. Um, it's going to be a baseball book. Um, it's with my editor right now, so you're never quite sure whether or not it's uh, going to be exactly the book that uh, you planned. But I, it's a, it's a book about uh, superstition, and it is uh, um, the tentative title right now is "Lucky Enough," and uh, um, it will come out I think next spring. So. Well, I've noticed that many of your books have a sportsmanship theme. Mm -hmm. Could you talk a little bit about that and how it's important to be a good sportsman in life and in literature? Yeah, I think that, uh, for example, the book Winners Take All is really about honesty. It's about a kid who cheats and uh, to win a big game and then whether or not he can live with the knowledge that he has that he cheated to do it. Um, I think that uh, it's a big issue in a lot of youth sports because I think a lot of uh, kids see professional athletes who will do just about anything to win. Uh, we've seen, uh, you know, st performance enhancing drugs. Uh, we've seen uh, different scandals in which people are cheating uh, to win. And the, and the message uh, that, yeah, it's, it's good to want to win, but you want to win the right way. And, uh, you know, I think that's, a, that's an important message. I, I write about it in my columns, and I, yeah, I've used it as a theme for a couple of my books, uh, Winners Take All, Touchdown Trouble. But it's, uh, it's, an important, uh, it's an important theme. Well, we have a few more student questions for you. Let's take a look. My name is Ryan, and my question is for you. What teams do you follow? Hi, my name is Tom, and when you were writing your books, which one did you find the most interesting, and which one did you like writing about the most? Let's see, the teams, oops, um, the teams that I follow, I, uh, I grew up in Boston, and so I was a huge Red Sox fan for years and Celtics fan. I came down here to go to law school. I was a lawyer for more than 30 years, and... Uh, so I've sort of adapted to, as Charles Darwin again, um, <laughs> to the Washington sports scene, and I, I follow all the teams. And in fact, in my column for the Post, I officially changed my allegiance from being uh, a Red Sox fan to being a Nationals fan. And I did it mostly to get in a, a line in the uh, column in which I said, well, the Red Sox have won the World Series three out of the last nine years. And if you want to uh, win every year, you're no better than a Yankee fan. And all the Yankee fans wrote me and said, hey, wait a second. You know, I, I thought it's okay to want to win every year, isn't it? And I, I said I was just teasing them. But, the, uh, um, but so, yeah, I, I, I tend to watch uh, 
the Washington uh, professional teams because uh, uh, because I have to write about them. My favorite <laughs> team, my absolute favorite team, though, is now the UMBC Retrievers because my son is the pitching coach and recruiting coordinator for that Division One baseball team. So they, I root for them as harder than anybody. And the second one was, oh, the, uh, was there a book that was most fun to write? Well, actually, when I was a lawyer um, many years ago, the third book I wrote, uh, the government uh, went, uh, they closed the government for three weeks, and I had the whole book outlined, so I just sat down and wrote the book in three weeks. Oh, wow. Which book was that? It was uh, Playoff, no, it was uh, The Kid Coach. And my uh, editor was delighted. You know, she said, oh, this is great. We're way ahead. <laughs> um, but it was so much fun just to be able to, to just sit, have the luxury to sit down and write it, you know. Um, whereas I, for most of my uh, early part of my writing career, I would just write on my lunch hour. What were some of the challenges? Well, some of the challenges of any book are sometimes people think, oh, well, you know, you've written 22 books, it must be getting easier. No, it never really gets easier, and you're always wondering whether you can do it, and whether the thing that you think is going to make a good story is going to make a good story. I, I tell people lots of times, I'll get into the middle of the book, and I'll be thinking, gee, I, you know, is this any good? And what I've learned is to get to the end, and then kind of put it away for a little bit, and then look at it and most of the time I say oh hey this is pretty good you know like uh, uh, I'll be pleased with it but then the editors get a hold of it and they'll, they'll say well you're gonna have to change a few things. Well students can relate to a lot of that the writing process is very hard do you ever deal with writer's block and do you have any advice for how to get over that? You know I've never had really writer's block and part of it I think was because when I was first starting to write I only had a limited amount of time to write I, I literally I would I would outline the books uh, on my way to my office on the subway and then I would uh, uh, I would write them uh, in longhand actually the first nine ten books I wrote in longhand um, at uh, on my lunch hour so if I was stuck I was only going to be stuck at most an hour uh, and I think I got into the habit of working in shorter spurts mm -hmm. and that kind of keeps you from uh, that and I'm a like I said before, I'm a huge believer in notebooks because you kind of write out the story as you think it's going to be, chapter by chapter, and in a notebook you can make mistakes. It doesn't have to be perfect. And so you can kind of relax and you can try different things out. And so I always tell kids, if you're interested in writing, go to CVS, go to Staples, buy a pack of 10 notebooks and you know, start filling them up. That's very good advice. Well, I, I go to schools <laughs> all the time uh, and show them the process that I go through. And I think kids, and I, I tell them that, you know, first draft, if you notice in the process, it's about halfway through. Then you have to show it to people, you have to listen to what they say, and then you have to change it. And so everybody wants to be done the first time. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell kids, I said, I've written 850 columns for the Washington Post, and you know how many I've gotten perfect? Not zero. I was going to ask you a little bit more about that, about writing for the Washington mm -hmm. Post and what that, what's that like, if you could tell us briefly. Well, it's, uh, it's a license to have fun. 
I mean, I, I, I tell kids that I get paid to think about sports and uh, to watch games and just uh, read about sports. And what I try to do in the column is sort of explain sports to kids. There's a lot of things going on in sports that kids may, gee, I, I, I'm not even sure, you know. For example, I did one recently, all the terminology in baseball uh, and trying to explain what a batting average is, what slugging percentage is, what OPS is, all these, and they've been a more and more terms. And so I've tried to, I, I see myself as trying to explain sports to kids. Well, we are almost out of time. Um, so briefly, do you have any advice that you can give to young writers? Well, the first thing I'd say is place yourself in a position to write uh, every day or, or being forced to write. So that assignment that you talked about, like <laughs> if the teacher says, oh, you got to keep a journal. Don't think, oh, I got to keep a journal. Think, oh, good. This is a chance to practice. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure having you here today. It was fun. Uh, if you would like to learn more about Fred Bowen and his books, please visit his website. To learn more about our upcoming programs, visit the Fairfax Network. For the Fairfax Network, I'm Emily Godfrey. Keep reading, keep writing, and keep dreaming. Thanks for watching.